Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Liverpool put in a dominating display with a 4-1 win over Chelsea on the heels of Jurgen Klopp's shock announcement that he's stepping down as Liverpool manager at the end of the season. Manchester United win a wild run at Wolves with their teenage sensation, Kobe Manu scoring the late winner. Manchester City continue to put pressure on league leaders Liverpool with a 3-1 win over Burnley and Arsenal patiently break down a tight-knit Nottingham Forest defence to win 2-1 at the City ground. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. Okay, Mr. Musto, um, busy week, midweek, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, we're going to start at Anfield uh, yesterday, if I get my days right. Uh, a 4-1 win for Liverpool against, um, say, a bit of a hapless Chelsea, uh, Pochettino's team. What were your sort of thoughts and takeaway, especially in light of, of the Klopp news in terms of, of the, the, the cop and... Um, everything around this game, obviously now there's a huge uh, spotlight on Jurgen Klopp and the team and <clears throat> what kind of effect you know his words are going to have, Rob. I, I remember back to the uh, Sir Alex Ferguson days when he sort of said that he was going to um, retire and then he had to go back on it because he, he didn't feel as though things were right in the football club. I think far from that in Liverpool for, in some respect, Thomas feels like it, it might be something that even drives him even further. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, we haven't had the chance to react to the news, Rob. So I guess as we are summing up this game, I think we can chuck in kind of bits about Jurgen Klopp, Rob. And I, and I you know, I think after the mm-hmm. game, you know, I looked at that performance, which was stunning from Liverpool. I mean, from start to finish, with the energy, <coughs> the 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 counter pressing, which he is, of course, very famous for. As soon as they they lose the ball, they're straight back. They win the ball back from Chelsea. That that didn't really know how to deal with that. Um, it just made me think, Rob, wow, he's, he's walking away from an exciting, young, dynamic Liverpool 2.0 mm. that's getting better, it seems, every single week. So the announcement was such a shock given um, what he's built and what he's experiencing. And this is a great example of a Liverpool team that they were improving anyway. I, you know, whether the news, the yeah. announcement kicked them on even further, of course, there's a brilliant atmosphere, and, and I feel, which there often is, but even more so for this game. And mm. that, I just thought, Rob, that God, everything that, that he'd done last year with with rejigging the front three, of course, right now, he's without Mo Salah. Jogo Jota, yeah. as we've talked many times on this podcast, Rob, is a diamond of a little player. And, of course, last summer, the central midfield area has been totally rebuilt, which is looking better and better every single week. You add that mm. to a back four yeah. now that really takes pride in clean sheets and has the advantage of a very hard-working midfield and a high-pressing front line, and you're getting back to what Klopp's famous for with these teams that are so hard to play against. We'll get into him, but the performance of young Conor Bradley, 20, 20 years of age at right back, obviously is a standout, <clears throat> very different to Trent Alexander-Arnold, the way that he plays. But mm-hmm. everything, Rob, come, came, came together for a, for a performance that just wiped the floor with Chelsea. You had no answer to the energy and the quality of Liverpool. Yeah, it, it's um, it's really interesting. You raised a couple of points that, that kind of were, 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 have been thought since the club thing. I look at the game in itself, Robinson, entirety. If, if, if that's a rehearsal of, of the Carabao Cup coming up, then mm. Chelsea may as well not turn up unless they're going to you know, going to compete. Um, I, I kind of wrote it was one of those days where it it was an out day for Liverpool, outclassed them. 
outthought them, outplayed them, outmaneuvered them. It was just like, you know, the one team that, that's understanding, very comfortable who they are, understand what they're doing. And it's interesting, Rob, because it was, uh, there's a bit of a contrast in saying that you could say that, that you know, Jurgen Klopp's developed this 2.0 version in the time that Pep's, uh, the posh has taken over Chelsea. And he's already further down the road. Now, I know there's a lot of good pieces in place that he's had, but he's basically had to build a, a whole midfield. He's basically redesigned the role for Trent Alexander-Arnold. No, uh, current Bradley's come in and done so well, but redefined the role of, 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 um, of, of Trent in the team. Um, so he, he's had to do his work. But it brings me to the point where I'm kind of thinking, and again, I, this is just my feel of looking at the situation in the Klopp situation. I think when you play that intense with, with that much kind of energy, I don't think it's just the team that do that. I think the manager does, Rob. And in some sense, I think it takes it out of him. I think mm. physically when he's on the side, mentally... And and I just wonder if his health is. There's a couple of things mm. that may have come to him that he said, you know, I have to be care. He has to be careful here. He's still a relatively young man, still got a lot of life mm. to live and family, and I'm sure the things to do. And I just think one, it kind of feels to me like he he, he does so much in revving this team up and getting everybody out in the fans and the the staff and the players and and I just wonder if it it's taking a toll on him, Rob. That mm. that it, that. He's possibly looked and said, "Wow, I, I need to just maybe take a break from this." And, and whether you know the announcement helps or hinders, I think this announcement may be in the best interests of Jurgen Klopp's health, which has to be the most important thing. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And he said it himself, Rob, didn't he? He said that my management style is based on energy mm-hmm. uh, and drive. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 he said when I when I don't have that anymore, I'm not the right person for the job. So I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you yeah. think, looking at that, like, wow, that's got to inspire you. That's got to yeah. excite you. But I think, I think, I think you're right. I think that's exactly it, what Poch wants Chelsea to be, isn't it? Exactly yeah. where he wants them to be. That's what he's trying to trying to create in yeah. some respects. Yeah, in some respects. But and and this is, you know, the finished article. And I guess for Klopp, Rob, I guess he can mm. rev it. He can keep it together. He can keep that energy going now between the you know between now and the end of the season, hoping for great things. Yeah, all these he knows trophies. he's an end. Point. He knows yeah. there's an end, which I, I suppose mm. keeps him going. Um, I think I think what what's obvious is that this is kind of unusual, Rob, isn't it? That a manager of a of a huge club that comes to an end, yeah, like whichever way, you don't often get a mm. team like this. Like we, we've seen the Arsenal with Arsene no. Wenger no. gone over the hill, struggling, hanging on, hanging on, go. Of course, for Alex Ferguson, they did win a title, but it was, the, yeah. you know, older yeah. players. It was a sense that yeah. the team was going downhill a little bit. This is different. And this is where, you know, mm. it, we always talk about the man after the man because there's, the man after Jurgen Klopp normally would be a, a guy that's going to fail because it's really hard to replace an icon at a club. I just yeah. think this could be different because the team is so good. You get the right guy, and I'm sure we'll chat in, in the next few mm. weeks about that. Um, Xabi Alonso is the big favourite at the moment. Yeah. That the, the, mm. the players respond to, respect, there's patience, there's understanding, there's love from the supporters of Liverpool, of course, with Xabi Alonso for what he's done for the football club. Um, yeah, th- there's sure. no reason mm. why this team can't be as good and as strong, possibly. They lose the club influence, but I'm saying the, the, the talent yeah. is there for, for a coach like um, Xabi Alonso to come into. Now, mm. my understanding is, and we don't see a ton of, of football in other countries because we're so transfixed with the Premier League, but his football's very different. 
It's much yeah. more about possession. I think it's three at the back. Um, mm. They play through the lines very carefully. Um, so that's different to the yeah, heavy yeah. metal stuff. So mm. anyway, we, don't, we shouldn't speculate too much yeah. about who's going to be the next manager. But no. this, this was really, wow. I just, I thought it was a, a top-class Liverpool performance. Strong, 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 strong. Yeah. So typical of Klopp that it's not about the silky football. It's about the, the pressing that wins a ball that then feeds it to the front players yeah. who, who finish, attack and pass, link up in a split second and, and, and score or create and... and um, Connor Bradley, the right fullback, had a game. I mean, two assists and a goal himself. It was, um, I yeah. just thought it was a great night and, and, and totally outpowered, like you said, Chelsea, Rob. And I don't know if you're ready to switch to Chelsea now and, um, you know, the problems that the manager might have. Um, I said afterwards, Rob, yeah. that, that we know that there's some talent in the squad, but talent alone is just, it's no. not enough. No. And, and, I, and I said after the, show, after the game, you know, Premier League champions, in my experience, I'm sure yours as well, there's been no luxury teams, low luxury players. They've all had to work really hard on both sides of the ball. And as quick as, quick as this Chelsea squad yeah. can understand that, the better, that it's not just about playing silky football. It's about rolling your sleeves up and fighting and pressing and running back and tracking runners and being first mm. to the ball and winning duels and everything else that you have to do that Liverpool did. That's what he's got to instill in this team, some mentality, some steel and some work some just literal hard work yeah. from his team because that was nowhere near what the Chelsea fans would expect. And you're right, because, you know, technical and we can have ability and promise and potential and all the, you know, nice buzzwords we put around yeah. Chelsea. For me, Rob, they're, they're soft. They're a yeah. soft team. And I, I think they lack a bit of spirit and personality. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that like... That can't come. But you can have that at 21 years of age. You can have spirit and personality at 21, 22 years of age, Rob. It's not that that doesn't become an age thing. Like, oh. I'm 26 now, I'll, have, I'll, I'll take it a bit more serious. I, I don't like the mix of, of, of the match. And it's, right, it's really interesting. I think the home form, like, I think it's unbeaten in 10 at home, but one win in, I think it's seven or eight now away from home. The last away win was like Luton, where I think it was, was it three and up and then Luton came back. They go on the road, Rob. You don't know what you're going to get. No. You look at a team like Liverpool, who are like, you know, just Boston, Boston around like they were kids. Yep. I think Liverpool fans and Liverpool have, have dodged a bullet from their point of view, missing out on Caicedo, who doesn't look anywhere near the player we saw at Brighton, um, labouring in the midfield for, 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 um, for Chelsea. Mm. Um, yeah, 28 shots, I believe, the stat said, Rob. 28 shots Liverpool had against the Chelsea team. Mm. You know, and I know Chelsea had arguments about penalties, you know, whether one Gallagher or the Nkunku one. Maybe mm. I, for mm. me, the Nkunku one looked more likely than mm. the other one. Um, but they shouldn't, have, they, should, they shouldn't miss the point here. Liverpool could have could have had six or seven. Uh, Nunes himself hit, hit the woodwork four yeah. times, yeah. Uh, once from a penalty. So you know, could have been could have been a lot lot. It could have been a lot harsher. Mm. Um, and and he's got he's got he's he's got to start to find the balance. Rob, he's got to. This isn't just about the football for Chelsea. I, I worry less about the football and worry more about the personalities of this football club. I've got to be honest. And the personality of the manager, Rob, Michel Pochettino. Now, everybody, including us, thought mm. it was a really good fit right now with his experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't for me yet, but does the pressure, I mean, I've heard it and I've read it and, and I've seen it, like, does the pressure yeah. start to mount on Pochettino with a performance like this? Should, should, 
Should this squad be higher in the table than they are right now? They're bang halfway, aren't they? Tenth place right now with 31 points. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When do, when do we start pushing the manager? And when we when yeah, I feel the question. need and you feel um, the need, we'll we'll do it, Rob. But uh, uh, is it getting close yeah. to that point where you're starting to scratch your head a little bit and pointing at the manager? Come on, this you should be able to to, to get more out of this I squad think, than this. I think I think I go back to the, the time we saw when all the players were coming in and we were talking about you know the, the squad and how long it's going to take him. And I sort of did that, Rob. I did the two years. I think. Uh, I think we're talking about 12 months from now to make, to making some decision. I think the summer is going to be interesting on who comes, who stays, financial fair play, whether some of, some of the bodies go out. I think the start of next season is going to be key. The first six weeks, two months of next season is going to be key. And then where they sit around the turn of the year next year, if they're in this position this time next year, Rob, I think he better start to worry. I think he better start packing the boxes up in his in his office because I don't think that they'll put up with that for that much time. I think the amount of money that's been spent, the amount of quality that's in the in the football club, you say they need more. Again, I'll go back to my point. I less worry about the football because I've seen moments of that. Mm. I think a striker, I think a couple of things might balance things out. But just the away from home, it's a top six team, you know, when it when it matters, yeah, wherever they go on the road, I'm not just sure they've got that steeliness about them, Rob. That successful teams have to have. Liverpool ain't just a great football team. Man City aren't just great football teams. They've got steel. They've got drive. They've got hunger. They want to win the ball back. They've got killer in them. Mm. They get goals. They defend for their life. That that takes time. That that's who you are. That's in inside you. And that's a bit I'm I'm concerned of how Pochettino's gonna get that message into these players. And maybe guess what? Maybe with a group of young players who are earning a lot of money and that, maybe some of that's not as natural as it was maybe back in our day. Maybe that when you're on hundred, hundred and fifty grand a week and you're playing every week and it doesn't really matter, then then you don't take it quite as seriously. I think some of it is on the manager, Rob. And, and I'll go back, and I don't want to keep repeating myself. I, I still, when you talk mm. about the two-year thing, I still, I mean, if they don't sign many players in the summer, I mean, the window's just finished, hasn't it? I think it's just closing or about to close. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, just closing up, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they don't do anything in the summer, I don't see how it gets, it does get much better. I just don't. I mean, well, he's, got to get a be... he's got to sort the striker situation. Yeah, the striker right. situation's got to be sorted. I, I mean, we, we a number nine to... could make a difference. Yeah, they're hard to they're hard to come by. But yeah, I think he needs a striker mm. and a winger. Yeah, because there has been signs that that through midfield, you know, with en- with Enzo Fernandez and yeah. Caicedo and Gallagher and maybe Lavia when he comes in there. You know, you got Cole Palmer can play as a ten, can play as a wide player. Sterling can give you bits and pieces. They need a striker and another winger. I worry about Badishil. That he's not the right level. I don't think he's a, yeah. he's a top yeah. six Premier League player. Dizazi, I don't know whether he's a top six Premier League player. Ben Chilwell mm. had a nightmare of a game. Ben Chilwell had a nightmare of a game. Got dragged off. I think it was a half time. Yeah, Tiago Silva can't yeah. go on forever. Yeah. He's like forty five, isn't he? I mean, mm. he's an absolute world class, legendary player. Um, couldn't love him anymore, but he can't go on forever. It, it's, there's a lot. There's a lot of recruitment that before we start to get to the the personality rub and everything else, which you're absolutely right. Just on the side note as well, a lot of that does come from the manager. You, if you had a wishy-washy manager in charge of McAllister and Jones and Dominic Sobersly and Luis Diaz, yeah, maybe, they maybe, do it, yeah. maybe yeah. they wouldn't do it. Maybe yeah. they look yeah. a little bit fancy. It's the yeah. manager that drives all that kind of stuff. 
And again, we're not pointing the finger at Pochettino just yet because I believe the recruitment has been pretty no, awful. I certainly aren't, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's something to watch, right? And, and of course, you know, we'll, we'll talk mm, more about yeah. Jurgen Klopp and, and those performances of some of those players. I, you know, it was a... Uh, actually, reminds me, I've got to do my underappreciated performer. And again, I, I yeah, often and I do... I just want to finish off after... Yeah, go to Sorry, it, yeah. mate, yeah. Let me just get that before I forget about it. Um, Connor Bradley is my underappreciated performer and one to watch, obviously. You know, it's that sort of mm. game... Like, for those who are watching, listening this, you've got to watch him because cause he's a special player. I just yeah. did a little tactics breakdown, a little yeah. breakdown of his, his main moments in that go, um, game. MEC Sports YouTube channel is a place to watch yeah. that. And it just shows how he's, he's a good defender, but he's so willing and able and ready to, to bomb forward. And he's quick. He's really, really yeah. quick. And the final ball in, this goal that he scored, mm-hmm. you know, underappreciated is a bit of an odd one because he just started playing. He's going to get appreciated pretty quickly, yeah. but he's one to watch, you know. Mm. And I think a lot of this is it yeah. is for people to, to kind of next time they see Liverpool. If you're not a Liverpool fan, he's a right back. Now Trent Alexander-Arnold is fit. Andy Robertson is fit. They're both fit, but fair play to Klopp. He's going to keep the fullbacks right now because they're playing great. And I don't know whether they will start the next game. Mm. And 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 the option that he has now with Conor Bradley is a is a bona fide right back. He's a proper right back, which changes yeah, everything, yeah, by the way, because when correct. Trent plays, he comes into midfield. Mm. That pulls back Robinson, who's a little bit more cautious to go forward because Trent's mm. in a midfield position. You know, if, if, uh, if Connor Bradley plays, he's like, he's like another Robertson. He's like another Robertson. Good on the ball, good going yeah. forward, assist, will make things happen. And, and then you might see more Trent in midfield. So, yeah, I'll end it there, mate, mm. on this game. And my underappreciated Connor Bradley, no. some performance. Well, I've got my little piece of paper here and my underappreciated was Conor Bradley. It's got a big red line through it. Now, oh, sorry. Made it sorry. 20 years of age, five yeah. assists, four goals. Was it League One with Bolton last season, Rob? 51 yeah. appearances, um, was player of the year, right. went in, learned his trade and maybe got a bit of that hunger and that desire that maybe we're saying Chelsea missing sometimes. Those things can be helpful. Absolutely said the same things. I think he gives Liverpool another option. Yeah. There's times you could play... Trent in midfield and play him as about maybe against some of the bigger boys when you want to be a little bit more secure. Yeah. He's responsible. His teammates respect him, Rob. Mm. They give him the ball. They they, they trust him with, in mm. possession. Mm. Uh, proper player. Yeah. And 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 the reason I sort of went from he would have been my um, pre- underappreciated, Rob. And I just want to make a, a note to academies, by the way, yeah. just academies <laughs> that go to work that get these kids at 10, 11, 12, Man City we've talked about. Liverpool have got a, a, a group coming through. And, you know, for all the billions that Chelsea spend, you know, that academy's not a bad place to go. You know, they've had Rhys James come through. They've had, yeah. you know, some good players coming through. Uh, you know, Conor Gallagher's another. Broyer's obviously looks like he's going out on loan to Fulham. But, mm. you know, we, we, we shouldn't forget academies and giving kids a chance. And, and Conor Bradley's a great example of a young player who, who might not be appreciated all the time because, you know, big names and Trent Alexander-Arnold and all this, but he's, there's a role for him and, and it's, I'm really pleased that Jurgen Klopp thinks that as well. Just before we move on on Liverpool, Robert, uh, a couple of things I just wanted to get to because I was just doing my little notes here and things. And do you know, as I look at Liverpool and where we are and, and just taking like a, a, a snapshot of, of the league to this point is they've got champions numbers, by the way. They've got champions' numbers, my friend. They've yeah. lost one game. I know. They've got they've lost one game at Spurs when Diaz scored yeah. a goal that wasn't given. They had two men two sent, men sent off. off. I know. By the way, they were down to nine men. 
I mean, it's incredible what you know what yeah. what's happening. So, sort of following on from that, and, and my my other point was uh, McAllister, by the way, Alexis McAllister, yeah. who w- yeah. was going to be, and I'm going to do a little breakdown on him this week, Rob, okay. because as a yeah. player who's gone in, who's ended up in the six, and what he's doing, it's incredible. And part of that revamped midfield that we all didn't quite know how that might look, in maybe not his best position, he's been becoming so important to the team. But, but part of that, and moving on. I'm, I, there's a quadruple at stake, my friend. There's a quadruple at stake. Now, I think it was 2022. They were in the same position. And I ended up with the League Cup and FA Cup, Liverpool. Um, yeah. Quadruple at stake. Klopp leaving. Liverpool properly revved up at the moment. How many of four is, po- is, is, is possible or likely? I think three. I think three are possible and likely. You think they could do three? I do. Mm. Um, they're in the League Cup final against Chelsea. Yeah. You know, they yeah. look like they're going to be favourites into that game. Um, I think the FA Cup then will yeah. become a big, big attraction as well later in the, the season as, as the rounds go yeah. through. Um, obviously, the Premier League, they're right there. I just think the Europa League, Rob, might be the one that they, you know, it, it comes back in February. And we know that the likes of Man City. Yeah. Um, any others? Yeah, last 16. Now, yeah, the last yeah. 16. And that's going to take mm. its toll a little bit. Yeah. And, and they're in the Europa League knockout stages I think they might mm. make changes to rest the team ready for the domestic side of things they've won Champions League under Jurgen Klopp I don't know whether they're going to maybe I'm wrong you know they're going to keep every mm. player the best team going I think they might make changes for that competition which might mean they, they at some point bow out of that um, yeah. but other than that I mean they've got I mean they're banging there with all the you know all the competitions obviously but yeah. I think there's one that they that they might not be quite as hundred percent motivated would be the Europa League to to enable their games on in the Champions in the um, the Premier League in between yeah. those games to be absolutely yeah. right at it to win and to to throw the pressure on Arsenal mm. and probably Manchester City who's going to be close up there. So I think you're right. It's going to. Be, I think we're going to get at a great finish. I mean, unless Liverpool's yeah. form, Rob, they've got everybody back now. By the way, they're waiting for Mo Salah to come back. Of course, got on the biggest squad Endo. now, aren't they? Got, they got options. Everybody's fit. They've got, op- they've they've got, got more options, options in every area. Coming. In every every other uh, the options, yeah. so uh, how is their form going to drop off to allow Man City or Arsenal, probably mm. Man City, to, to really take control of it? I just don't think it will. So yeah. I think we've got a race. Mm. We've got a race, and the way that they're going, they're looking with the fans and the whole club thing. I think they got a great chance of winning the Premier League. You said it. We always look at the, the column of lost games, and they've lost yeah. one. Man City have lost three. Arsenal lost four. Historically, if you lose five or six. You know, that hasn't happened many times yeah, that you go and win the title. The They've lost yeah. one, yeah. so the numbers are looking good and the way they are with their fitness. They are, um, and, and, you know, you're kind of, you're not into the running just yet, Rob, but you, you know, you're into the second half no, of the season. No. Everybody's This next fit. period, yeah, Ooh, this next you're... six weeks, six Whoa. or eight weeks is yeah. massively important. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Massively important. Yeah, it's a great game. Great yeah, game. and they're in, they're in good stead. Yeah, mm. in good stead. Okay, let's move it to uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers were at home to uh, Manchester United. This is the reverse game from beginning of the season, yep. wasn't it? Remember, we were at Old Trafford, so yeah. Wolves outplay uh, United, concede a goal, and then uh, Unana, which is the first time we saw him, got away with one uh, when a penalty wasn't given. So uh, it was oh, eventful day at Old Trafford. I mean, geez, Molyneux could have had it all, didn't it? I mean, I, I saw obviously the, uh, the broadcast day, you and Tim on with Anna and, and, yeah. and like you, Rob. I sure wrote, so, you know, my first 
45 minutes, I wrote, yeah. that's probably the best I can mm. remember seeing Manchester United, yeah. certainly under, under Ten Hag. Yep. That felt a little bit, and there was a great shot, you know, there was a shot of Sir Alex sitting there, I think, yeah. um, up in the stand. And I, in my head, I was thinking, that's what United used to do, yep. Rob. They used yep. to go out Take and control. batter you for 20, 25 minutes, go 2-0 up, control the game and, and game over. Now, what used to happen in the, back in the day was then they control the match and you yes. couldn't get into it, couldn't get a look. This team don't have that. And, and probably, I think, like you said in the broadcast, the thing I wrote was, that's a great 45-minute performance. I've yet to see yeah. United this like season 90 have minutes. a 90-minute performance. Yeah. There's been no 90 minutes. Yeah. And today was yeah. another. Now, today's a... It's almost a bittersweet one, isn't it? Because it's great to win. It's great to, to get the goals. With Tom and A and Mainu, you know, two young lads who've come through the camp, great. Back on your academy that. point, Rob. Back but on your academy to point. To lose... Con- yeah, academy, people coming through three, the academy. Three goal scorers Rob. come through the academy. But, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But lack of control against maybe a different opposition, slightly better opposition, that's got to be a slight worry still for Ten Hag. He's got to take a lot of praise and he deserves mm. some praise. Mm. You know, he made subs and things happened mm. and, and listen, they've ended up winning the games and he's got the three points. But more control of matches now, more control, more management of the game when they're in the, those positions is going to is going to be is sort of the next step in in the the development. Yeah, I mean, it, sometimes it gets to the point, Rob, where we're you, you get you get like tired of of being critical to Manchester United. Yeah. So at yeah, half time, yeah. I'm like, mm. I'm thinking that that was about as solid a performance. Give them some praise. Yeah. Everything like yeah. from defence, they didn't give anything. I think there's very few shots from from Wolves. Excellent. The build-up play yeah, was really good. Yeah. Dalla was sometimes really, really wide, sometimes in midfield. The front players were linking really, really well. Mm. Um, and then and, uh, then, uh, then the second half, I'm like, just whatever it looks like, whether you go and try and score a third goal and do the same thing, that's great. Yeah. If the game changes, which it did, and if Man United have to sit in a little bit mm. and, and dig in a little bit, that's good as well. Because the control, yeah. you can control yeah, possession, yeah. trying to score another one, or you control by, all right, you have the ball, but we're kind of in control. And they didn't do either. And yeah. maybe, I know the manager talked about a few of the players might be a little bit leggy. They've got to find their rhythm again. Maybe that's yeah. a reason why he brought off Lissandro Martinez, yeah, who definitely probably, yeah. improves yeah, them. You know, I, I listened to some better, quotes yeah. today from, from, I think it was, was it Jamie Carragher talking about his size or height? His height that's still not going to be good enough for set pieces. He's still a good defender for me. Still a good defender. And I thought he looked really, yeah, really good. Varane was yeah. heading balls away. Good attitude, yeah. And, and listen, yeah. And, and, you know, the, the, the penalty... Listen, it's a bit soft for me. You know the the little the little clip yeah. from Casemiro so, on Pedro Neto. It's a modern penalty, my it's a friend. Penalty. It goes yeah. it down as the modern yeah, penalty. I'd love, I'd love to if be able to say in, that's, if there's any uh, kind of contact. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Not enough contact to take him down, but yeah. there's contact and in yeah. the modern day. Any so. contact means it's penalty kick. I just mm-hmm. I don't know whether, whether Rob and I'll switch this question to you. I mean, obviously yeah. McTominay sub works well. He comes on and scores to make it three-one. Yeah. But by bringing yeah. players yeah. To, to then to leave at the end, you've got a Maguire and you've got a Johnny Evans. Um, Johnny Evans, yeah. I, I guess Lissandra Martinez was getting tired. Casemiro's getting tired. I think Rashford came off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, was that, was that the think, right, right call I, I can to, see, in the subs? I can see why. Look, I think it's, it's easy to jump on this guy and, you know, look who's, you know. You've hmm. you got to remember, they're two hugely experienced players. Um, like you say, Martinez coming back, you don't want to overdo him where he might pick a knock up in the next game, not be available. So I've got to be honest, it makes sort of sense. What, what doesn't make sense is that when you do that then, 
you don't readjust or the players on the pitch don't sort of, you know, take that on and say, OK, maybe we'll just have to defend a little bit deeper because Evans and Maguire are not yeah. as quick and, you know, Wolves have got that threat on the on the break with Neto and, and the way they break forward mm. from deep mm. position. Mm. So I just would have expected a little bit more on-pitch management, to be honest, Rob. That, yeah. That's the kind of thing. But I, I think he, he's... Do you know what? He deserves a little bit of a break, this guy. He gets hammered when he loses. He gets mm. hammered often when he yeah. draws. You know... They've lost. They've won today. They've yeah. won four three. He's found a way in the end. I love the little the kid. And, and, I, and I wrote this down, Rob. And, and it was. It, I was watching um, Cubby Mayno, and I'm watching him, watching him, and he gets the goal. And he the way he runs off, he's very assured. He looks a good, you know, yeah. physical specimen. Like he's, yeah. he's going to, you know, be a good build. You know who he reminds me of is 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 he was playing Clarence Seedorf. Do you remember uh, Seedorf? Who could show. do a bit good and he show. could pass and he, he's got good. Energy and just yeah. the way how he punched that ball when exactly. it came in. He didn't. He didn't bend exactly. it. He kind of. He, he punched it yeah. with a little bit of extra power. Yeah. Through his thigh, which I thought, ooh, that that that's a bit special. That's not yeah. just like bending it and giving no. the keeper a chance. He flipping stabbed and, it. And he's in got there, he's he? got these little bits. Yeah, he's got these little bits to his game that are eye openers and and very quietly, yeah. he's becoming a really important part yeah. of, of, of this yeah. of this group, Rob. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think that I just want to go to, to to one thing on the just before we, we mm-hmm. might move on on this one mm-hmm. is the Marcus Rashford and, and that whole situation, uh, Rob. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been away. He's yep. he's out on on the night. He shouldn't be. He doesn't yep. turn up for training. It's another it's another incident that Ten Hag could well do without. In all honesty, of, of what's going on at the football club and everybody's looking you know, with new ownership now. How's he going to handle it? We've seen how he's handled Sancho. Just your thoughts on 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 Rashford and that, Rob. And and I mean, he's got his goal too. I thought he looked lively. I yeah. thought both wingers looked a threat today. They created chances for Hoyland for the first time. It started to look more like what I'd, I'd expect from from that group. But the, the Rashford thing, Rob. Are you, where where do you stand with it, and, and how Ten Hag dealt with it? Well, it, it's disappointing for the Man United fans to read this story. And it was, it was a mistake from him yeah. to do what he did. He got sucked in to stay right. out later and later and yeah. later. And it affected mm-hmm. his ability to go and train. He called in. We don't know how ill he was. But it, obviously, it, was, it no. had to be dealt no. with by the manager. I think he got fined for it. Uh, yeah. Left out of the game at yeah. uh, the weekend in the FA Cup. Um, and then he's back into the side. I said it before the, 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 on the broadcast early on today, Rob. And I just think with Marcus Rashford, he's 26 now. And this time last year, he yeah. was late and missed it. He was dropped on the bench. So he, he's mm. not he's, he, he's not a great professional, okay? Now, this is different to his off-the-field yeah. stuff, that he's been amazing, got recognized by the royal family. Yeah. He's got an MBE, Marcus Rashford, for helping mm-hmm. out people that haven't got much, you know, helped him with the food and everything else. Amazing. Um, yeah. It's been a couple of times now. He's, he's, he's off the field. Discipline's let him down. And I'll go back to his, his on-field stuff, Rob, that he's, he's, he's an inconsistent player. And I, and I, and I you know, yeah. I, I, he's a talented player, and we see it. We saw it today. It's like, I'm not surprised when he, mm. he, he bends that ball in beautifully. We're not surprised yeah, when he yeah. does a little step-overs and comes inside and scores. And we're also not surprised when he's mm. very, very quiet. He has no impact in the game. I just think that Man United have become reliant on a guy that he, he's not... You know, it seems he's not that good. He's not that good. 
good players, top Premier League players, and we've seen them, we've watched them, we've commented on them, we've played against them, mm. we played against the Man United team of Sir Alex Ferguson in, in its pomp, and they had talented players like Ryan Giggs and David Beckham and Scholes and all those attacking players that did it every yeah. week, did it every week, worked back for the side, did Giggs, he did his thing every single game. The expectations mm. were high and he could do it. I just don't think Rashford's that sort of player. He's a really good player, and... You know, whether mm. and he's an important player right now with the players that they've got. But in a championship winning Manchester United, I, I think they, they, they won't want to rely on him. There'll be other players that come into the club that, are, that, that will do it week in, week out. I always think of Ed Nazard, another player that was so good for Chelsea every single week. And it sounds harsh, Rob, but that's how I feel. I feel they shouldn't have yeah. to rely on him because he, he isn't good enough, is, is maybe the wrong word, like, but he's not consistent enough at that level, to be a champion yeah. player. And at 26, I don't know whether he's going to change. No, a different manager can make him more consistent. I think, I think he said last year, mm. Rob, that last year's season was on the back of him being in a much better place mentally. And, I, and, I, and, yeah, and mentally, if it's a mental yeah. health thing, yeah. of course, you feel mm. for him that, that if he can't be consistent um, because of things that is in his head, you feel for him. But I, I, do you, is that too harsh, Rob? I'm just trying to say he... He, he isn't that top, top level that the club can rely on every single week. He just hasn't shown us that. It's always been a great season, poor, kind of good, not great. And, and a champion's got to have more reliability than that. I, I agree with the majority of what you say. When, when, in, when we talk about great player, I think he had, I'm saying had actually, as a past tense, he's probably telling me everything, that he had the capacity. He could have been up there, Rob. On ability and goal scoring and a yeah. little bit more uh, dedication to his art, he could have been a great. He, he's got the he's got the skills. I mean, he's got stuff, mate, that oh. he can naturally do. I couldn't do if I was still out there training of today. Of course, but yeah. but he's, he's built it. And at tw- the thing I where I give him a little bit of space is is I think, like you say, I'm not sure it, it, how mentally strong he is. He, he yeah. doesn't look that that kind of guy, and and he's talked about some some issues there. Um, I don't think he, he he's ever going to be a. I mean, he's he's, he's twenty six, but he, he's kind of a young twenty six. You know, twenty six can be mm. can go either way. And I just think, he, however we think, you talked of those great United players who all worked incredibly hard. One because it was in them, and two because the guy who was running the the, the the ship wouldn't have allowed anything else. I just think Marcus Rashford, at this point in his career, could still fin- have seven or eight more great years and we look back and go, oh, what a Maybe. great player Marcus Rashford was. Do you know what? He's, he's, he's young enough, Rob. So I, I didn't go into Premier League till I was 25. And you, you, so you've still got a... a he's yeah. got another realm of games to change some people's opinions, to, to give a different thing on his career. Not just that he's done some brilliant work off the field, but he can be a brilliant player on the field. And again, you, you talked about Jurgen, um, Jurgen Klopp and if some of those Chelsea players with Klopp. I wonder if, they, if, if hmm. Rashford was with Jurgen Klopp, whether yeah, we'd see a difference. Probably. probably. Whether he, yeah, there maybe. would be a different way, you know. And, and so, mate, you know, those are just things that I just, I just was thinking about Rashford. And, and now he's, I just feel like now you've just got to get your head down and you've got to put performances in. It's, it's not about it's what what you say. It's almost not about what you're doing. He's just some great work. And, he, you know, 
I hope he continues to do that because it's important to a lot of people, certainly in the Manchester area. But his football now has got to be the most important thing that he, he concentrates on and starts delivering on a regular just, basis for just, United. Just let me finish off on one more point, Rob, as you're talking there. You know, those great sides mm-hmm. of Man United as well, when I talk about the gigs and the Beckhams and everything else, they, they yeah. always had great strikers as well. Banging in your 15, 20 goals of Van Nisseroy, mm. Andy yeah. Cole, yeah. whoever it yeah. was. And mm. again, it goes back yeah, to expectations Teddy, of this yeah. guy. A Marcus Rashford mm. that, that can score, let's say in averages, eight, nine... 10, that if, if there's a striker up there that's banging in the majority of the goals, there's, there's, that, that becomes a, a bonus maybe yeah, more, you yeah, know? And, and maybe I'm judging yeah, him yeah. That, that I want him to be the 20-goal guy or the 15, 20 goals every single season. Yeah. If there's a guy yeah. that, that in the team doing it, then maybe Rashford, maybe the Rashford thing, mm. you know, maybe he can yeah. be part of a champion. Maybe he can be part of a, of a Premier League champion team, given that he's going to chip in with 5 to 10, maybe more. Your striker's going to score mm. and a few others. Um so, so maybe it is the expectation and the reliance on him, given that they in other areas they're yeah. not getting a lot of goals. So, listen, I, I'm I'm absolutely um, fine to be proved wrong over a period of time, and maybe you're right, and maybe when this yeah. this club now, which will start to move forward, I think pretty quickly with the new um, backbone of the club, the football department being sorted or yeah. starting to get sorted, yeah. Yeah, the, then then maybe he can become that guy. It's just I do get I do get frustrated when I see brilliance. I see some quiet, and then the off-field stuff doesn't happen as well. I, I don't know if I didn't. I hope that didn't come across being too harsh. Um, I just got to. No, I got to say it, how it, I feel. And, 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 and United, yeah. if they expect him to be, um, the fans expect him to be the, the main man and be consistently. He just hasn't been able to do that. But um, yeah, let's let's move it on, mate, because we spent a lot of time on that. Um, but but bottom Chief, line, yeah. it was better. It was better for Man United, and uh, yeah. when those when those players back Absolutely. now get a bit more match rhythm maybe they can be a little bit more kind of 90 minutes performance more than just 45. Absolutely. Uh, well, you know, United West Ham, home to West Ham at the weekend. So uh, David Moyes, the David Moyes derby returns at the weekend at Old Trafford. Um, let's do to the other team, the, the blue half of, of Manchester, Manchester City at home to Burnley. Um, so I, I saw the last six Premier League games at home to Burnley for Manchester City. They've scored 23 goals and conceded one. This mm. was another along that route, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid, where as much as Vincent Company got a, a, a brilliant reception, mm. as you would expect, well-loved by the manager and all the fans there, uh, his team are a bit short, mate. Um, and they're short against a City team that are just starting to get into gear, I think. Uh, Julian Alvarez with a, with a couple of goals, important for him. Uh, it was a day when Haaland came back in. Yeah. They got a few minutes under him. He's going to obviously start to come. Kevin De Bruyne, much more involved. A lovely assist for the uh, a free kick for yeah. Alvarez. I think it was his yeah. second goal. Um, KDB, I think it's 104 now, uh, Premier League assist. Just get the sense that a lot of the pieces are coming together for Pep and this team at the right time. And, you know, yeah. the teams like Burnley, they'll do what they need to do to distinguish them, to move on to, you know, those big games when it matters. You know, the one thing this club knows how to do is finish off seasons. Yeah, you've said it all of there, Rob. And again, this is that window where there's so many games going on at the same time on Tuesday. There's five games on the day. Yeah. But you see you see Erlen Haaland being back. You see Kevin De Bruyne. My note on this, the mm. team sheet when I saw it was pretty much a 40-fit squad now, Man City have got. And yeah. and players that will, like De Bruyne, like Erlen Haaland, will, will, will start to fight, feel sharp to get back into the rhythm of things and they're in a really good spot. Champions League is around the corner again, the knockout stages, which of course I think Pep knows is the, the most taxing time of the yeah. season and he just gets his players just, just 
just warmed up nicely for that really difficult run in. So I think we all expected them to beat Burnley. Great for Vincent Company and the respect of him and Pep afterwards was yeah. was there to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no other result really was there. If it's going to be an open game of football, Burnley versus Man yeah. City at the Etihad, then there's only going to be one winner. Um, Rodri's goal, Rob, was, was again mm-hmm. lovely sweeping side yeah, foot um, yeah, so they're, yeah, yeah they're looking really really great sorry I can't give you any more on that Just but again we, we didn't see I didn't see all of it with all the other games going on at the same time too much of it, yeah yeah so a little bit so I, I tell you just as a little little mention Rob and, and he hasn't sort of maybe hit headlines but I think it could be an important Nunes played next to Rodri yeah, in midfield like him. Like and him. like him interesting mate yeah Clever, he's a bit more kind of athletic, runs into good spots and, 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 you know, brings another dimension to the team that I think could be important. Yeah. Um, And again, you say, as Pep talks about this time of year, you know, he's let Calvin Phillips go now. So, um, you know, he's honed in on the players he wants and the group he wants. And Nunes might have a little role to play in in, in certain games. You know, clever little buy, another one who just plug and play, Rob, ready to go. Understands his system. Uh, Pep's talked highly of him, and, and, and I thought he did particularly. He caught my eye a little bit, uh, and it was again only against Burnley. But uh, yeah, another important player who, which is what City seem to have at this time of, of the year, players important players coming back and, and you know helping them take it on to the next. Rob, step. Rob, just to just to follow up real quick on this one with the City with the, with the squad. Yeah, let me just quickly go go through the bench on the day. Stefan Ortega, that's played many, many games. Carl Walker, Ruben Diaz, yeah. Mateo Kovacic, Erlen Haaland, Jack Grealish, Bernardo Silva, Sergio Gomez as a fullback, and Oscar Bob. I mean, <laughs> mm. that's some bench. That's yeah. some bench, by the way, um, yeah. from top to bottom in all areas covered with their. I mean, their inju- how they do their, their injury situation, the medical department, is, is incredible because they get very, yeah. very few injuries. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're stacked ready to go for this final run in the season with everything going on. Really good. Yeah. Brent, right. uh, Brentford, I think, next next up on the Monday, I think. That's okay. Monday night football. Yeah. Uh, let's take us to the city ground um, because this has played last two visits, I believe, Arsenal at the city ground. have lost both times. Mm. So um, not a great place for Mikel Arteta and his team to go. And this game, I thought... Arsenal had to dig in a little bit to, to get this done, Rob. It, it wasn't one of those... It's a Forest team that are well set up under Nuno now. Played quite deep, uh, certainly in the first off. A bit of a lower block, which we know Arsenal have had a little bit of trouble breaking down. Um, eventually got the goals in in the second half. Jesus scoring one, assisting one in, 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 for, for Bakayo Saka. Yeah. Uh, and when he pulled one back for Forest and made it a little bit rare to come up with a half-decent save late on that they, they managed to, to make sure they got all three points. But important win, Rob. Mm-hmm. I thought important goal scoring Jesus and, and, and just I've got a little kind of a thought on Jesus and, and where I am on him. But um, most of, most important, the three points uh, away from home for Arsenal, you know, when they've had to dig a result out. Yeah, it's interesting. Emil Smith Rowe played in the midfield role that, that, that Kai yeah, Havertz is often right, yeah. that, that little left side of Declan mm. Rice and Odegaard in there. And the Jesus thing yeah, is interesting, true, Rob, yeah. and I'll let, you, I'll let you go first on that. Mm. All I would say is there was. Um, I read an article about him or, or a quote that he made recently saying that, it, that he's, yeah. he's actively trying to change his mindset and that his mindset... Get out of his head, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and his career Absolutely. has been about almost assisting's yeah, more... Thing, yeah. You, yeah, the assisting's more important to him than scoring. Yeah. And I think I think mm. it's got through to him now, probably through the manager, that you've got to change. Like, we, we need you to be a scorer. We don't need yeah. you to look good and link things together, mm. which he's pretty good at. He's got nice feet and there's some moments where he's flicks yeah. and yeah. makes clever passes for people to put them in. 
but we need him to be a scorer. So I think that his goal yeah. is so important because that position is where everybody said that Arsenal are a little short given the numbers, the return. Mm. And Jesus, if it is as easy as that, if it is as easy as changing his mindset and like, I'm not going to get involved in the build-up play, I'm not going to run in the channels so much because he's always outside the box, way away. And Henri used to do yeah, that too, but Henri would yeah. come inside and bend mm. it, mixed it up beautifully, yeah. Thierry Henri. Jesus... Uh, is not at that level, but maybe if you hang around the box a little bit more, Rob, and, and take more chances, mm. get more strappy yeah. goals, tap-ins, that would be a, make a big difference. Exactly. Is that what you were thinking of with Jesus? Uh, yeah, more with him and, and, and the, you know, his appetite and his will to do well yeah. at times puts him in, you see him at full-back position sometimes. Yeah. He'd be at left-back or right-back tackling the winger and all that. And then mm. you're thinking, well, if we have a counter-attack, you're not going to be there for the, to put the ball in the net. And so, and it was part of my thing where I just feel like he's just got to play to his to his strengths a little bit. And 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 I like him when he's freer, when it looks like he's playing freer. And like the goal he scores, Rob, is a beautiful goal. And he gets down the side and he just, you know, stings it through Turner's legs in yeah. lovely celebration. And I just feel sometimes he gets in his own head and he gets a bit, caught up in Maybe. it, he, you know, starts linking the play and he's, that goes off a bit and then it affects his whole game. I like him when he's just Jesus. Go and enjoy your football at the mm. top end of the pitch. Mm. You know, remember when he first went to Arsenal, all those little dribbles and combinations and things he was doing and we were saying, like, God, he's a better footballer than mm. we think. Mm. just feel he's gone away from that a little bit. He's, mm. he's gone a bit kind of robotic and I, and I don't think that's him at his best. Mm. No, I, I'm, and Saka's scoring again is, is important for him. Um, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just an important win for Arsenal. And I, and I know there's a zillion Arsenal fans in America. So many of my friends are Arsenal uh, fans. Um, that's such an important win, Rob. And, you know, whether I, I was getting to a point where Mikel Arteta could have to shake this up a little bit. Like, think about the system mm. of play. Is there a better team in there somewhere? Can you do something differently? You can trust our players a false nine with Jesus somewhere else? Or the, 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 the Kai Havertz thing hasn't really worked out, which was a big call. That was a big call in the summer to spend that amount of money on Kai Havertz. Um, yeah. And I've got to say, right yeah, yeah. now, that's not really making the team too much better. It's got a few goals, but that's not worked out. Um, yeah. And look at their bench, Rob. And it's difficult to compare with Man City's, but Eddie Nketiah, yeah, he gets a few goals off the bench. He looks kind of sharp. Kivior's mm. okay. Suarez is, yeah, doesn't really add much. Trossard, yep, like him a lot. Jorginho can add a little bit from mm. midfield. Reese Nelson has yeah. a little trick. It. it Kai Havertz is on the bench and, and uh, Rail Walters. So I just don't know whether the squad depth, Rob, you know, is what might hold them yeah, back well, um, in challenging for the title. Mm. And that's something they might look to address in the summer is just to try and, I don't know, get, a, get another couple of special players so that some of the guys in the team now might end up being on the bench to come and help in. They, I, I just think they, they need a couple of special players to make the first 11 better, which then pushes a couple of those guys yeah. onto the bench and makes the bench stronger, if you know what I mean. So, But anyway, they won. They won. They're still right there. They're absolutely right there. Same points as Man City. And yeah. Huge game coming up, mate, on Sunday as well. They host Liverpool, don't they? Oh, when, gotcha. yeah, 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 yeah. Arsenal-Liverpool yeah. at, um, at the yeah. Emirates. I mean, you know, you almost feel like Ooh. they can't afford to lose that game and really, really need to win it to, 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 have, to have an impact, you yeah. know, to, to stay amongst it. So, yeah. huge game. And that's when, we'll, we'll you know, you will be tested that first 11 uh, uh, of Liverpool and the first 11 uh, of Arsenal. Yeah. Are they on par or, or, or Arsenal just got, or Liverpool just got mm. that little bit more strength and, and sort of belief in what they do. So, yeah, big game coming up for mm. Arsenal. But a 
important three points away at the city ground um keeps them up there and still keeps them intact with the uh, top of the table mm. okay mate let's move to some other results because yeah, obviously yeah. we've taken a little time now uh Spurs three, Brentford two, uh, Brentford going one nil up and then Spurs getting uh, some goals back. Uh Postcoglu made a couple of changes half time. Again, is is as we know he's gonna be going forward. Udogi gets a, a goal for back Johnson who came on as a sub. Michalison starting to return a few mm-hmm. goals, mate. I think that's his mm-hmm. eighth Premier League goal of the season mm-hmm. for Ivan Tony pulled one back to make it a little bit more interesting. But uh, but good win for Spurs and and, and, and um, Postacoglu, um, who you know are still in there, Rob. They're, they're still fighting for certainly top four top spot, four, yeah. and yeah. still fighting for, for for a bit more than that. Yeah, yeah. They look. I mean, you look at their games. They look. You're like, oh my, they're going to concede. Like they, they're so open at times. Yeah. The doggy had this weird game where he, God, he made mm. two two howling mistakes that gifted them goals. He then does great at the other end. Yeah. Um, the funny thing on this game was darts, wasn't it? The darts celebration. Neil Mopé scores for Brentford, and yeah, he goes to the yeah. camera and he, and he, yeah. and he mimics really course, James yeah. Madison, who made yeah. the, this dart James celebration, Madison, yeah. throwing a dart, a dartboard, um, kind of famous. And it's typical Neil Mopé doesn't need to do that. Aggravates yeah, everybody. It's, it's James Mopé, Madison pulls him on the way back. Mopé. It's so Mopé, and James yeah. Madison kind of grabs him a little bit. We showed that on our highlight. You know, it just it just it's just why, why do you have to do that? And then, of course, Spurs come back and they they throw the darts back at him. Um, it, it's wild watching Spurs is wild. It just is. It's just fun watching them. They score a yeah. lot. They concede a lot. Yeah. You never know really what's going to happen. But what a game! And you're absolutely right. They they you know given the way that Villa and we'll get to Villa next real quick um, didn't mm. play so well. Spurs are right there with a great chance at the top four. I mean, I said that about Villa before the Villa game where they totally were poor against Newcastle United. Yeah. Um, but no, Spurs are fun. And when Human Song comes back, Richardson scoring goals, Madison's fit again, Van der Ven's fit yeah. again. They got tons of mm. options. Eve Basuma's going to come back in the midfield. Yeah. They're they they they're sneaky. And I and you know I think as we as we sit here today, and of course we've got we're probably going to change our mind a million times, I got I think Villa are going to be yeah. in the top four, Rob. I, uh, sorry, Tottenham. I think Tottenham have what it takes Tottenham. to 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 find Mm. Yeah, to, to to be that fourth team. Okay. If we're assuming... Eight points, eight points above United at the moment. Eight yeah, United. United I mean, so, Villa can go yeah, again, West possibly. Ham. West Ham. Um, yeah, yeah, West Ham. Villa, yeah. yeah, same points as Villa, aren't they? Same game, same points yeah. as Villa. So yeah. that might be the, the yeah. shootout for the um, for that spare place. Okay, mate, let's move it to talk about Villa. Villa yeah. Park um, game game we saw didn't we? The reverse game at, at Newcastle, where Newcastle. Yeah. Ran all over Aston Villa um, up at St James's and, and kind of did a similar thing actually at, at Villa Park, which I thought was a real off day for, for Unai Emery and, and his team. But um, I thought it was, it was a real kind of shot in the arm for Eddie and he's been under a little bit of, of yeah. pressure and talk about players leaving and, you know, is this is his team going to be able to get that style again? I just thought there was a lot of the good things we've liked to see about Eddie Howe's team it, it, wrapped up in, in, in this victory and um, they were well deserved of, of the three points mm. and um, I thought really excellent day for the team and the manager really who deserves a little bit of credit because you know he's, he's sticking by his beliefs Rob and he's going to do it his way and he's going to do it the, the, the way playing the football he wants to play and these players look like they're with, with him in that as well yeah I just got proved wrong there this game I just thought Villa the way they're playing they got the best home record yeah. in the Premier League Newcastle have the second mm. worst you know, given all that, given yeah. at Villa Park, they haven't been to Villa Park yeah. for almost a month. Mm-hmm. I, it's just, this, is the, this is the league, and this is our sport that you just yeah. can never tell. Yeah. And, and, and Newcastle United, I mean, 
the manager before, and Rob, talked about getting back on track meant he needs their confidence, he, me- he needs momentum, and he needs rhythm. And he said, you only get confidence, and I totally agree, by winning games. They've won this game. That's going to help confidence. They're going to get some momentum, and that's probably going to help their rhythm. Mm. So incredible performance and result from Newcastle United that I didn't see coming. Um, you know, I think yeah. they went up to eighth place. They've dropped down to, to – sorry, they went to seventh. They've dropped down to eighth right now. But just – just uh, and also the celebrations afterwards with Bruno Gamirash going to the fans. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it yeah. is. The, you yeah. know, if they can get it revved up again this rest of the season, they yeah. can have a run. They can have a run European again back in the European football again, football. can't they? Yeah, yeah, they can. Yeah, great. Yeah. So great it could be like seven places, couldn't it? Yeah, it could be down to seven places. Yeah, because the, 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 the so, yeah, I mean they're, they're just sitting outside now. They're eighth, yeah. eighth in in the table. But yeah, they can certainly rev it up again. And at St James's Park, they can do that. And I'm not uh, just going to give you my underappreciated oh. form of the week, my friend. Um, and he's a big centre-off, Fabian Scher, uh-huh. who signed for Newcastle about five and a half years ago. And I don't know if you remember, they paid about three to four million dollars or something around that, that number. Yeah, I can't remember. Because he was. had a clause in his contract from uh, Deportivo La Coruña in, mm. in Spain. I think they got relegated. He had a clause. They bought him for, I say, three, four million dollars. And... What a buy he's been, mate. It's less than a million dollars a year, you'd say, he's, he's, he's cost them. Yeah. Uh, a brace on the day. Uh, Eddie Howe said he's got the ability at times, if we were struggling for a centre-forward, when um, mm-hmm. you know, Isaac came off, that he said he could play up front. He's technically that good. Yep. He's Swiss international. Um, and, and the reason why I sort of, he's my unappreciated, mate, is that he's one of those players who, who's totally kind of under the radar, not overly appreciated by anyone who isn't a Newcastle fan. I think Newcastle fans would, would, would know love how him. important he's yeah, been they, and they his relationship yeah. with Bowman. They love him. But I think outside of that, no one would really talk about him. No one, you know, he's not a big-name player. He's not a, a, a headline grabber. But Fabian Scher is a kind of player every manager needs and every manager would want in his teammate. Yeah. Um, and I just thought his, his two goals and the way he plays and his defending and his attitude and, and you know... What, Will to win uh, sometimes from from the back has it, it, been a really big big important thing. So uh, Fabian Shea, yeah, gets my underappreciated form of the week. I really like it because he's played every single minute, and sometimes the centre backs rob. Of all mm. the areas on the field, centre backs sometimes literally go under the radar because you know clever players defensively yeah, like absolutely. him, mm. they're reading stuff. They come across, they, they intercept balls, they yeah, make clever tackles. They don't early, have to yeah. make last-ditch tack- tackles that we all notice and we say, wow, what a mm. performance. Because the best defenders don't they get in that situation. Care. He's excellent in terms of coming out with the ball, with his distribution. He's loved because of that. That's yeah. his main asset, I guess, really, is coming forward and, and spraying mm. the balls Passing around. Range, yeah. And getting a couple of goals like that, being a consistent performer. And I said right at the stop, top about Marcus Rashford about the importance of trying to, to be really consistent. And I know there was a big article about Fabian Scher and how the fans absolutely love him, Rob. So it's a good shout to, to remind everybody yeah. that sometimes centre-backs that don't slide challenge or, or leap and head balls clear can be yeah. really um, important players. And Fabian Scher for Newcastle United really, really is. So I like it. It's a, it's a, he had a great game, both defensively and, of course, yeah. getting a couple of goals. He's up in set pieces. He finishes off really nicely. He's quick to the second goal by reading the play very quickly. So, yeah, like it. And Newcastle United, wow. Great performance, yeah. Mm. One of the best of the weekend, it really was. Talking about things you didn't see coming, my friend. Yeah. Brighton going to the Kenny. Luton scoring 
well, in the first five minutes or so, wasn't it? A couple of goals early on, certainly, that, yeah. that set the tone first of the minute. day. And end up yeah. winning four, could have been five. And um, Brighton, just not the Brighton we've seen under De Zerbe. I mean, I just couldn't believe that. As, as I was seeing that, I wasn't able to watch a game. So I, I was seeing the, the, the scoreline coming in. And yeah. Adebayo with, with a hat-trick, great yeah. um, for him, coming you know from league football the first time in the Premier League to get a hat-trick. But... What a day! What what a job Rob Edwards and, and this group are doing. Moved out of the bottom three with the win, Rob. So jumped above yeah. Luton as uh, above Everton, Everton sorry, yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, this league. And I've got to be honest, Rob. What I did see, I saw a bit of Luton playing in the FA Cup um, over the weekend. You know, we had all the all the games, and I, I couldn't believe how good football they played. By the way, uh, I think it was Everton they played in the FA Cup. Right, a nil-nil draw. But Luton were by far the better team. By far the better team. It, it was a bit, a bit awkward watching that. That they, you know, they were passing the ball around mm. Everton and, and Luton had a good shape about them. They were well set up. They had a bit of threat at, at, at the top end. Um, I'm telling you, they've got a shout, mate. They're, they're in with a, with a healthy shout of, of, of drawing one or two others back into this and, and and maybe not being the team that everybody had is the one of those three to go down. Um, so great work by Rob Edwards in, in that group of players. That, that being said about what, the way they played in the FA Cup, there's still a simplicity about Luton, Rob, that that makes them really interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a simplicity about them. Og Bunny, yeah. who scored a goal, he scored the third goal, I think it was. I'm not sure. He scored a goal for them. Mm. Um, he's a wide player. You watch him. Gets it. Swings it in the box. Yeah. Swings it in the box. No messing around. No little combination play. Yeah. They, they, they get it wide. To, to very much your Lim- Wimbledon team, Rob. It was up to the big striker, simplify, yeah. get it wide, get in the box, cross the balls in. It's kind of simple. Adebayo yeah. is, is a handful. Watch mm. him last year in the championship. Yeah. Him um, yeah, and Morris up front were a good combination. If they keep it simple, they're not yeah. trying to play out from the back. They're not trying to do a Burnley. They're not trying to mm. do a, what everybody else is, is, is doing right now. They don't do a lot of that. If it's on, they'll do that. But mostly, it's vertical yeah. football. They get it forward. They get it wide. They get it into the box. And just when it looks like every team in the Premier League wants to be a silky team out from the back, it might just be that one team that play it differently and go a little bit Again, I don't really want to say old school, old fashioned. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not Route One because they 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 no. it's different than that. But I know they what you mean. It's, it's a bit more messing around. But everybody knows what they're doing. Yeah, and they get balls in the box, it's mate. Difficult. And they get, it's they difficult create to chances and they create yeah. havoc. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely right. So well done, well done, Luton Town. I mean, that is going to be a story. Yeah, that absolutely. is. I mean, if they stay sure. in the division, I, 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 I it's sure. hard to get your head around that. It, it's amazing what Rob Edwards yeah. is doing. And improving week and That'll be manager of the year, by oh, the way. That, that's manager of the year. Their just, budget just, just is probably still not even... I don't care what Pep's oh. doing. I know, yeah. I know. All right, other games, Rob, just quickly, because we're going on forever here. Crystal Palace had a good game. Yeah. I mean, those two players, uh, Michael Elise and Abreche, yes. Yeah, those two are different, oh. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I different. don't know how long they're going to hold on to those two players. Mate. But they are. They make that team mm. go from stodgy and average to solid, good shape and, and with talent to mm. create and score goals. I mean, those two combined throughout, it was stunning from them. Really great win from them. Sheffield United, a much improvement under Chris Wilder. But Eze and Elise were the difference. Elise scores a yeah. winning goal, bends it in with his, his left foot off the post. Brilliant goals from Eze. Great, great, great. Crystal Palace. Uh, West Ham won. We saw that one, Bournemouth today. Um, yeah, West Ham. Yeah, a little <laughs> Callum. Calvin Phillips' little error, wasn't it, on the ball? Well, and he's a little rusty. He looked a little rusty to me, Rob. He looked a little rusty to me. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't great. He's taken a couple of games, didn't he? He hadn't played for six months. Yeah, of course. 
uh, and then the VAR. See, that's a good use of VAR. Mo, um, Mo Kudus, who gets yeah. clipped as he goes through, referee doesn't see Penalty, it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's VAR. It's very best to say, oh, hang on, mm. no, there was there was real contact there. That's a clear and obvious error. Yeah. Nothing subjective about that, and that's what it's there for, and that's what needs to come in. Brilliant. So we bash VAR. That was a great example of okay, come <laughs> over. I mean, it took two minutes and forty-two seconds, which is long, but I. You know, because we see it, we, we saw me and Tim in the, in the studio, we get the replay. Oh, yeah, the, there's yeah. content there, that's, that's yeah. going to be a penalty. And it, it just takes a little bit too long. But yeah. that's what it's for. Clear and obvious error. Penalty. Ward Prowse knocks it in. The game and, and the game ends 1-1. Um, I just wanted to mention that. And the last game, Rob, uh, and you can wrap up whatever you want here. Fulham nil, Everton nil. Yeah. Mm, bit of a snoozer. Um yeah, a bit of a snooze. Yeah, no. Everton had a chase. Beto had a chase. A great chance later Did on, he? didn't he? Big striker. Yeah, Ball I didn't came see across. Uh, yeah, this one that he it, I think he had it onto the bar yeah. or something. But yeah, yeah, it was, could have wrapped up all. And three that was points, a midweek but, round. Um, yeah, Everton just need to pick up again. Yeah, that was your yeah. your midweek eventful midweek Premier League games. Top four teams all won. Liverpool sit top of the pile, and Manchester United have a new main man. It's Cobby. He grabbed a late winner at Wolves to give them all three points. That's it for this midweek. We'll be back on Sunday. That's February the, 20th, February the 4th, which recaps match week 23. There's no doubt the big game. It's Sunday. It's fun day. It's Arsenal versus Liverpool. It's 11am Eastern time, exclusively streaming on Peacock. So make sure you get there for that big game, uh, a game Arsenal can't afford to lose. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musty together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe. Stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Good night.